Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Hannah Norris and this is my husband, Carl Donnelly. And we have a new podcast for you. It's called The Keith Cheggers Podcast and it's about pregnancy because that is what's happening in our lives right now. And inside your belly. Yeah, so we are recording weekly episodes throughout the course of my pregnancy talking to each other and interesting and funny guests that we have on about their experiences with the pregnancy so we can work out a bit more about what the hell is happening and what is coming up for us. So tune in, subscribe and have a listen to the Keith Cheggers podcast. Bye. Bye. Great big owl. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. All of television history is contained in the box of delights. Hello, I'm Julia Rayside. Each episode, my guest chooses a favorite TV memory to talk about. Joining me today is the comedian and Blue Peter badge wearer Tom Burgess. Tom, welcome. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> Awfully nice of you to come. <laughs> Tea? Uh, just help yourself. Um, so what have you brought to talk about today? So I have brought with me my first experience as a child with, I suppose, what we, what do we call it in this country? Appointment TV? Water cooler TV? I suppose we call it all of those things, We call it we? all of those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is something that I would watch on TV and would then be talking about with all the kids in school the next day uh-huh. who had been watching it because we were all fascinated by the antics on Coronation Street of serial killer Richard Hillman. Hey! Hooray! Is this, this is Coronation Street's first, perhaps not first murder, but first serial killer. I think so. It was an audacious thing to try, you know, that kind of enclosed world of a soap. What should we do? We'll release a serial killer into the enclosed yes, world of the soap. Yes, and they build it up really gradually. Yeah. I think he starts out as just this quite shady. Businessman. It was kind of an accident almost that he yeah. became a serial killer. The, the first thing he does, I think, is leave someone else for dead. That's and then right. he starts branching out into actively murdering That's people. That's right. It's almost like he's testing his own sort of moral boundaries. Yeah, he gradually so slips into it. Yeah, he does, which I suppose is more believable than just him turning up with a machete yes. one day in a mask <laughs> going, here's Ricky. Um, so he turns up, I believe, I had to look this up because I didn't know how he got into the street in the first place. But he was Alma Baldwin's cousin. Yeah, and and did he turn he, up at her funeral? He turns up at the funeral, I think. Right. Now, I think I didn't see that episode. I think after he had killed his first, <laughs> he had killed his first, that is when I He tasted I the really blood jumped, for the first that's, time. That's when I jumped on and probably loads of other people mm. as well. Oh, there's murder now. Oh, well, let's, let's go I over know, to Corrie then. I know, I know. Because I definitely did watch Corrie before this because... Although I think we would probably think of ourselves as a BBC family, yes. whatever that means. I mean, um, a Blue Peter family, A Blue Peter family, it. yeah. But my dad definitely watched loads of ITV, and all my memories of watching TV with him were watching Morse, Touch of Frost, okay, and yeah, yeah, Corrie. Yeah. Good stuff, though. Yeah, great stuff. Um, so where so, were you? Were you up north? No. We, I apologise for my accent. I'm we, terribly sorry. We were in the north of Somerset. That oh, is, up north uh, Somerset. Lovely. Up okay. north Somerset. Yeah. Up north Somerset. Close to Jacob Rees-Mogg. Oh, lovely. Um, Was he a neighbour of yours? Thank God, no. <laughs> 
So you were watching this. Obviously, Corey was. It wasn't like you lived in Manchester and your family all watched. Yeah, it wasn't. The local it wasn't soap. on our doorstep. Okay. No, um, but Corey was the only soap we really watched. For, we were. I was aware of EastEnders, but it never broke into our house. It was always Corey that we went to Fair for enough. some reason. Yeah, Maybe too much liked, shouting. We like the warmth of it. We like the warmth yeah. of Corey. There's always some level of humour in it as even, well. Even when people are being butchered by a, by they a even, psychopath, they even bring a bit of art to that, which There's I'm always, always impressed by. They, 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 when uh, when Richard Hillman bashes Emily Bishop over the head with oh, a crowbar, oh. it's like something Hitchcock would have done. <laughs> It really is. It's quite impressive. So his killing spree begins. Well, you kind of hear, I think, latterly, he's had two previous wives. One yeah. of them died mysteriously, but then it suggests that he killed her. Then that his ex-wife, is it Patricia? Patricia, That's yes. That's Annabelle Apsion, who was like, she was a really famous theatre actress at the time. So she does turn up at some point and then he does away with her. Is that his first, like, intentional yes, murder? Yes, and I think there is some sort of cliffhanger I might be misremembering this I think there is some sort of cliffhanger at the end of one episode where he admits to Gail that he did actually have uh, a second wife yeah. uh, and, and Gail asks if she's dead as well and as if it's a precursor <laughs> oh no she's very much alive and then suddenly end of the episode see um, humour even in the, in the face of tragedy absolutely fantastic yeah 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 so yes by this point he's copping off with Gail if that's not a horrible thing to say no you know cop off away they're he's ma- absolutely they're, copping they're off. making sweet love and eventually they do end up marrying don't they they do and I think they marry after he has killed Patricia. I'll go to the professional bodies, the police. You can kiss goodbye to that nice little family you've got going for yourself. It's all going to end for you, Richard. (laughs) Just try stopping me. And the first couple of deaths all happen on the building site where they're constructing the That's houses right. that he's so doing the dodgy deals on. business partner that he leaves to die. Yes, and then... Dougie Ferguson. Oh, you remember who, his name? Yeah, he falls well off done. some banisters or down a flight of stairs or something like that. And then rather than help him, he just thinks, Ugh. Yes, and I remember when they discover him and uh, Richard and Gail go to the houses and then you just hear his voice off camera and he says a really unconvincing, Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> he's found the body. Whatever has happened. <laughs> Yes, no, he's maybe you know, he convinces Gail, which quite yes. frankly isn't that hard. She's got a terrible radar where men are concerned. Every now and then when there's a genuine real-life serial killer and everyone <laughs> always says, oh, the woman must have known. No. For once, in this scenario, <laughs> it actually makes sense. <laughs> yes. She should have known. <laughs> I mean, really. He was so unconvincing. He was very unconvincing. I mean, he, it, Brian Capron is the actor. He was actually a really good actor, but he was what he was asked to do was fairly hammy at He's, best, he's very he? good at playing a bad actor, <laughs> which is what Richard Hillman is. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. So then the body count goes up quite sharply after that. It does. So he he convinces Audrey, Gail's mum, first that she's got Alzheimer's. Yeah, he creeps into Audrey Roberts' house and, yes, he leaves the gas on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember he he also is taking all of the batteries out of the smoke alarm. That's right. And I remember there was a moment when I think there must be some noise off to the side and you see his eyes dart off camera. Yeah. And for for the first time, I'm really feeling for a murderer. Yeah, you're like, oh, "Oh, no. Is he going to be okay? He's going to get told off. (laughs) But but then this enormous fire breaks out in Audrey's house yeah. and she gets rescued by I think Norris and oh, is somebody it Norris? else oh, I feel him. like it must be Norris doesn't he Can... do something horrible to Norris as well he threatens Norris that's as well right, how dare right. you threaten Norris <laughs> don't don't anybody step to Norris look a bit nervous yeah, well, I, 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 I don't like talking to you I've got nothing to say oh, oh what you mean you're not going to make any more accusations I know you'd like to see Emily dead so you could get your hands on her house Oh, I'm going to kill her now, am I? Poison her with her own migraine tablets. Yeah, well, people do funny things for money. Funny things? You know what I mean. Oh, I know exactly what you mean, Norris. And if you don't get off my back, I know exactly what I'm going to do about it. What? I'm going to shut you up. 
once and for all. So, yeah, he tries to kill Audrey, but that obviously goes wrong. He doesn't even manage to kill Emily Bishop. You'd think it would be pretty no. easy to kill her. Just a little old lady, just bonk her on the head. Yes, but this, done. this double episode is my one of my favourite memories of watching. This, it's, I think, for me, it's the high point of this whole saga. This must have got them the biggest ratings, mustn't it? It, I mean, might, I don't know it the numbers, may have got but... bigger when he confesses and then when he comes back. But oh, I, th- right. I think it's just this endless journey towards even higher yeah, peaks yeah. every Just single dreadful, time dreadful but i remember for this one everyone wondered who the next victim was going to be yeah. and they had a specially shot trailer where brian capron's doing lots of nasty seedy pieces to camera that's right um, that's right and everyone had bets going on who was going to be the next victim yeah. and you spend the whole of the first half hour thinking it's going to be emily and that's when he dresses yeah. up as aiden critchley that's who got it. sarah louise in a car crash that's right he quietly breaks into Maxine and Ashley's house. Oh, God, Maxine. Where Emily is babysitting for little Joshua who's just been born. That's right. And this is where the Hitchcock comes in because Emily is watching some sort of suspenseful thriller. Oh, that's right. And the music is so dramatic. And it builds up and it chimes in perfectly with Richard raising the crowbar over his head. And boom. Oh, Thwacking it down on Emily's oh head. Oh, God, that, that sickening thud. Yeah. Then... So she goes down. She, she, she's we gone. Assume we she's assume she's the next victim. We it. assume she is gone. And then I remember watching this with my brother as at the end of this first half hour, you just hear the keys and Richard's still there standing over oh. Emily. And Maxine comes through the door. Shit, that's it. I'd forgotten how she gets involved. And she oh, just looks no. and says, what the hell are you doing? Oh. So we don't see her getting offed. We do, because then oh, it comes back okay. after... I think this was a point where they were doing a half-hour episode, then another half-hour for the news or that, something else. No, that's else, right. There was a break for the news and then they come back. Yes. That's right. I remember the break came up and uh, my brother Pete was there going, yes, double murder! <laughs> um, so then it, it comes back. Maxine's there and she says, Richard, how could you? And he says, you should have stayed at the party, Maxine. The baby starts crying upstairs. Maxine looks up and you see in her eyes she's absolutely terrified for her child. Oh she screams, God. runs out, he trips her up, and then the crowbar comes down oh, again. Oh, I can almost see it happening again. It's hideous. Yeah, yeah. And then he gets Poor out. Poor Ashley. Poor Ashley. <laughs> and then they take him away, covered in blood. The police question oh. him as the first suspect. And that's God. the proper cliffhanger at the end of that double that's episode. That's right, that's He's right. He's under suspicion. But how well constructed is oh, that? Oh, no, super. It. It's, a, it's a good old switcheroo. They care about their audience so much. Because Emily wanted starts to, give you to come round, so then they realise she's still alive. Oh, so now there's a witness that's come in as well. We have someone who was there at the scene. Yes, exactly. Who Did she see who thwacked her? She didn't, did she? She didn't. And I remember that within a couple of episodes after that, Richard goes to visit her and yeah. uh, and she starts crying and he starts crying as well and they're comforting each other. Oh, my he's God. He's a nasty oh, piece of work. Oh, he's such an arsehole. So anyway, his murdering spree goes on. Does he manage to kill anybody else? Is Maxine the last one? Maxine Until is the, the big last confession. one. Yes, there's lots of stuff with Maxine's funeral when he nearly confesses, oh, end of part right. one, then yeah. part two comes back. <laughs> and he says, um, I confess that when Maxine died, I stopped believing there was any good oh, in this world. <laughs> oh, that is so, that's cheating. And Audrey is absolutely furious because she's on. she's got her hands on her knees, scraping her knees, saying, oh, we've got him. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, this, so this suspicion has very much turned on him with some of the characters by it, then. It starts to, yeah, Audrey and Norris both believe something's up Gail won't be convinced no, but no. then eventually there's some sort of party that's happening in the Rovers and Ashley comes in and Gail sees the look on Richard's face oh, and suddenly the penny drops for her shit. and she confronts him <gasps> so yeah so eventually this, this two-hander episode he confesses to Gail 
and then he has one last look up at the house yeah. and you can see him making a plan in his eyes and Ooh. then he walks off into the darkness and Ooh. then meanwhile girl's inside and for the first time in ages she calls her mum in tears yeah and then so they kind start of, yeah. patching things up oh my god and then this must be another big later, episode yeah a big episode and i think this was the the biggest one and i think actually this is when itv managed to do a documentary about their own soap creation. Amazing. So they have a whole documentary about the Richard Hillman saga because it has taken the nation by such storm. Because we're getting there's up such to something like yeah. We're getting up to something like 19 million viewers it must, at this it's, point. It was unprecedented. I yeah. think even for them, that TV viewing figures weren't that it high It is anymore. absolutely insane. And yeah. they now have worked out how to work this machine. So they yeah. get lots of people tuning into this documentary, building up with lots of clips before they've quite broadcast yeah, it yeah, yeah. of this final showdown. Oh, God, amazing. And then Richard I love Hillman it when Telly back. does this. I know. But then he, I think manages to sneak back into the old house and one by one the family members come home and one by one he grabs them. They're all gagged including baby Bethany (laughs) in the car. He's got them in the garage with the windows open. Oh that's right. Starts the car and then puts on. He wants them all to go together. Yeah he (gasps) says that we can't live together as a family the only chance left is for us to die together yeah, as a yeah, family. Yeah. Oh God, it's just ties, like it's all coming ties back Ties them now. all up together in the car and then he just puts on You and Me song by The Wanna Die. Oh my God! On a loop. <laughs> I think the makers of Corrie must have just been annoyed by that being in the charts saying, right, let's ruin this <laughs> song for as many people as possible. Let's... And then he just shoots out, runs over, I think he nearly runs over Tommy's foot and then they just drive off into oh the distance. Oh my God, so it's not over yet. It's not over ah! yet. We've now got a chase on our hands. So now they're following them in a really broken down car oh. that hasn't passed its MOT. <laughs> One of them is on the phone to the police furiously on a tiny little old fashioned yeah, mobile. Little Norris runs back into the Rovers and tells everyone. Oh my God. Janice Batterby's boyfriend, who's a cop, is there so he puts a yes. call into his colleagues oh then eventually David manages to get hold of I guess Sarah's tiny scissors or something he's <laughs> cutting through the gaffer tape around his wrist he unties himself he unties Sarah ungags himself stop the car Richard please they all jump in to try and make oh him my God. the car starts swerving everyone behind them in the broken down car is wondering ah. what the hell's going on then he spots the canal says oh, this shit. is it I love you, he screams, and then he drives them all over the end, and and then they have three separate shots of the car going into the water, massive splash. Oh my god, And then the final shot of that episode is all of them just underwater. Oh my god. And it's as if they're driving past as the camera drifts by, just into the depths. So brilliantly shot, and obviously, you know, they threw everything at that. They knew the eyeballs of the, if not the world, the nation would be looking at that. Just absolutely, what a brilliant, I love reliving that, although it was ghastly, it was so exciting. You couldn't, it's it's amazing. You couldn't quite look away from yeah, it, even yeah. though it was terrible. God, thank you so much for bringing that. That was a thrill ride. It's an absolute pleasure. I'm sorry it's the length of a double episode of Coronation no, Street. No, no, it's fine. It was bloody well worth it. Before you go, please delve into the box of delights. Absolutely. Thank you. What is your favourite TV death? I ah, mean, well. Are there any other good... Let's try and think of a good Corrie death mm. that isn't murder. Um, mm. 
you know what? I did actually find Alma's death really moving. You've and got... what did she die of? I can't remember. I think she had some form of cancer. Oh, And God. there was a, a long build-up to it, and she goes with her family all around her. And you have Mike suddenly come back as well. Yeah. And they've always been at each other's throats That's on it. and off, yeah, but yeah. suddenly they're all together again for this Aww. final scene, and everyone just weeps around her. And then... Oh, and then Mike dies a few years after. Oh, that's right. And he's calling out for Alma because he has Alzheimer's, oh, which is God. so tragic. Oh, God. Soap deaths are absolutely fantastic because you have all of these stories that build up for well, years. Well, it's true. And suddenly everyone is on board with this whole life. And when they bring people back, it's really special sometimes, isn't it? It's people yeah. who haven't been in the soap for ages. And yeah. it's really moving. And you know these people so well. And TV deaths are great, aren't they? I've got <laughs> so many. Go- oh, I've got so many great TV deaths on Marie. Cucumber, <laughs> that's another one. Oh, yeah. But that's, you need a whole podcast that for the Cucumber That was so death. shocking. That's the Come back and do that episode. Thing. That was all. Oh, I, I reviewed that episode. I, would, I, would, I nearly said I would love to, but I really wouldn't. <laughs> you would love to. You're a <laughs> sicko. Thanks for coming, Tom. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find links to the YouTube clips from today's episode on our Twitter feed at Box Delights Pod. Come and say hello. Bye. those Twitter notifications? Forgot to watch anything but Netflix? Dreading the video conference small talk at nine? You need a new vitamin, you know. You need the Smart 7. It's a brand new daily podcast that puts your brain into gear. Everything you need to know in less than seven minutes. You need the Smarts? Hey, we got the Smarts. The Smart 7, every weekday at 7am. Available right now on Spotify and all the usual places. 